welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where we return to the vineyards of our love and find new ways of testing and strengthening our relationships with people. You know, that's right. We are going back to Sorrento for our favorite Maver for TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark Channel right now, because who else would do these movies? Well, let's not answer that part of the question, because uh, a lot of people would do these kinds of movies. Well, where else could you see these movies, really? I'll, I'll, um, okay, no, fair. Not touching it. Not touching it. <laughs> uh, so today, we are going to part two, Summer in the Vineyard. Um, it which aired on August 12th, 2017. Uh, and this is Hallmark's little synopsis about it. In the sequel to Autumn in the Vineyard, Frankie and Nate are now a couple and are gearing up for Summerfest, the town's largest event. Wasn't the fall thing the largest event before? Every event is the largest event. They can't wait to reveal their new wine and put the vineyard on the map because it wasn't there before. Uh, But when an issue with the wine puts things in jeopardy, both the relationship and the partnership will be put to the test. And of course, again, it stars Rachel Lee Cook and Brendan Penny. And a completely new llama as Mittens. And a completely new dad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wah, wah. All righty. So here we are. Rachel Lee Cook's Frankie and Brendan Penny's Nate are almost through their first year of Sorrento winery ownership. Just like a restaurant, it's pretty much the make-it-or-break-it year for their business. Nate is in charge of the vines, and Frankie is in charge of the wine. Easily divided, everybody is doing their thing during the day at work, but then they can compartmentalize and be a couple in the off hours. It's summer, and that means, of course, a different wine festival. (laughs) This time, it's Summerfest, and it's nine days away. When a sinkhole prevents the hosting of Summerfest at the agreed-upon location, Nate basically takes it upon himself to offer up Sorrento as the hosting winery. Never mind that it's their first year, uh, and that they have, like, a shit ton to do without an extra insane project. Or also that the host pays for everything. Um, So they'll basically have to shell out money they do not have because they have nothing to sell yet. So they bank on, or he's really banking on the wine that they haven't bottled yet. That's putting the wine before the winery or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's putting the wine before, I don't know, the the glass? Something like that? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And putting the wine before the cork. Yeah. Um, I just think of Karen Kilgariff when a sinkhole. I'm like, <laughs> the sinkhole prevented the wine fest. <laughs> anyway, Frankie back in the wine cellar is testing the wine. It smells beautiful, but she tastes it and <gasps> gasp, it's not ready. After winning best wine last year, her standards and expectations are high, and for her, this wine is not there. She starts trying everything she can think of to make sure that the wine is ready on time. There's like all sorts of like witchcraft and scientific things that she's attempting. Um, But the one thing that she can't do is tell Nate 
that they might not have a wine to bottle. Clearly, these two are fantastic business partners and their communication skills are amazing. (laughs) Yep. Meanwhile, Frankie's cousin Lexi has come to town. She's an unemployed pastry chef looking for her place. Nate's brother Marco, who used to date Frankie's friend Hannah, but don't worry, they've broken up and, you know, don't worry about the incestuous nature of everybody dating everybody else. Um, (laughs) He's immediately into her. But Lexi is not interested in dating right now. Still, Marco is an is like instantly changed man who just wants to help Lexi out. When he sees her looking at a closed bakery, he secretly talks to the bakery owner to let Lexi bake in there for the festival and then gets her to pair with the DeLuca wine pairing with a five-star chef she idolizes. He's basically going out of his way to like help a girl out. Except maybe like the love of his life. (laughs) (laughs) So... After finding out that the wine won't be ready, Nate panics a lot and sprays all the vines with this newly formed fertilizer that he's been working on um, so that they should that they'll be able to grow a higher yield of grapes without affecting the quality, he says. Um, that way they can sell half of their grapes to a neighboring vineyard and that money will keep them afloat while having enough to bottle for next year. All will be well. However, Frankie is not thrilled that he did this without proper testing and without consulting her. But, you know, the vines are his thing. So it is decided that Sorrento will do the wine pairing with last movie's wine. And Nate will cook and all will be sort of okay. Not exactly what they hoped, but, you know, Popity's nerfic. (laughs) The testing with Marco and Lexi goes well, and things are getting sort of back on track. Um, And it isn't until they're selling tickets for the pairing event that Jonah, Frankie's brother, convinces Nate to, you know, actually go taste the wine that Frankie's been making and won't bottle. Um, You know, it's not a bad idea. So he decides to do so in secret, because God forbid these two people talk to each other. (laughs) And lo and behold, it's now ready and wonderful. But when he goes to try and show Frankie that her wine is good enough to bottle, she notices that his vines that he sprayed are starting to die. Oh, no. But it's okay. Nate will fix it. Don't worry. And Frankie is stressed and angry enough that she doesn't go try the wine again. She's like, I've been trying it. It's not working. I know what I'm doing. And Nate's like, God damn it. And then they go ahead with the wine pairing with the old wine from the first movie with these duck confit tacos. It's delicious, whatever. It's not a, It's not as if the people are angry that they are given award-winning wine in the first place. But there's a limited amount. So there's that pressure. Lexi also has success. She is such a hit with the chef Marco introduced her to that she is asked to be the pastry chef in a way that works for her because she wants to be independent. But so so basically she's like contracting with this person Um, and like she'll have this client and then she'll be able to get a loan out of the bank so she can open a bankery and it basically solves all her problems in one nice little go. And so because, of course, Marco helped her and so now he is a good person, uh, she asked Marco out because women can do anything. (laughs) Yeah. As they're running low on last year's wine, Nate decides to put some of the new Cabernet in a bottle 
to make Frankie try it again in that moment. Taste it now. But in a twist of fate, she thinks he's just giving her another bottle of the old stuff to pour, and she pours it for the wine judge people. And they love it. Confusion abounds, but Nate clears everything up when he informs her of the mistake, and while a little horrified, it's pretty exciting that it's very, very good. Yay! Frankie, Nate, Lexi, and Marco all head off to bottle a bunch of wine so they can be part of the tasting. Everything is looking pretty sunny. But there's still the matter of the dying vines. Both Frankie and Nate are thinking about how to fix them, but they aren't doing so together. That is, until they talk, respectively, to Lexi and Marco. They realize they need to stop dividing things up between vine and wine, work and personal, etc. And that they are a pair and they should do things together. Together, wherever. (laughs) How many musical theater songs that have together in it can we we do? We'll stop now. We're all in this together. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Anyway, to conclude, at the Summerfest dinner, all dressed in white, because that's a great idea when you're drinking red wine, um, Frankie and Nate finally talk to each other. Turns out they each have a piece of the puzzle to fix the vines, and together they easily figure it out. Though no tests were a part of this movie, so we hope it works. Yay! To profess their love for each other and kiss. So Sorrento Farms, the wine of love, will keep going strong for yet another movie. The end. So the moral of the story is never speak to your partner and just do things on your own because that's what partnership is. Right, Hannah? Um, that. That seems to be uh, their their thought process is we, we're in love and together. So obviously I can't burden the other pe- person with my problems. But if you are Nate, I can burden you, even though you're super busy, with doing my projects with me. <laughs> um, I have a note. I have never hated Nate more. She says she's too busy and he basically begs her to do his stuff with him. <laughs> These two people... It's really stressful to be like, you are in a relationship and your business partners, and yet, and you seem to spend time together. Like, it's not like they're, like, missing each other in that way, where, like, two busy people would, you would think that that was potentially a problem. So my note says, for people with a lot of to-dos with this impossible task, they certainly have a lot of downtime to stroll the grounds and then, like, (laughs) go to the art walk. Like this, and have all these alfresco dinners outside with people who are so busy. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's very confusing. But, like, but also they just, like, do not feel like they need to, they need to or can talk to each other. But they can play... They can talk to other people. Like, it's not like they need to keep it inside and not tell anyone. Right. It's just, like, the one person who, like, this truly affects more than anyone else, they can't tell. I like the word choice that he used at the end. And I'm going to just credit this with by Julie Sherman-Wolf, who wrote this, because she's great, um, is that they – what Nate decides they were doing is they were both just trying to impress each other. And I think that's exactly what's happening. And that's pro- that's the only thing that makes sense about why they wouldn't include each other is like, I want you to be proud of me for having done these great things 
on my own, but they should be proud of themselves for doing it together more. Well, yes, I all of that I agree with. The problem that I find is like, okay, I get that. Like, I'm trying to impress you by doing this thing. I, I can see a world where Nate goes, oh, we have to spray the wines. I don't have time to talk to Frankie about it and just does it. Or like Frankie wanting to impress Nate. So like, I'm not going to tell him the wine's not wet. Ready. Okay. All of that. The thing that drove me batshit was like, they have a conversation about like, oh, one day we should have Sorrento, uh, Sorrento host the wine fest or summer fest. And they're like, yeah, one day we should absolutely do that. And then like the wine fest needs a place. And Nate's like, we'll do it. Frankie said she was into that idea. And it's like, I, we were part of that conversation. Yeah. No, she absolutely did not. Right. <laughs> like, this seems to be a pattern for them, though. Like, I, f- I feel like that's what they do is like, we have a conversation, but just because you like speak of something doesn't mean that it has to happen. I, I mean, it, it's a little bit like, I, I guess, like something, you know, the rest of us might have things about things like, you know, I want to be a parent. For sure. It's, you know, or something where you're like, yeah, okay. Like, but like, do not give me a baby tomorrow. Like, that's not. I'm not ready. <laughs> no, no, please, please no. Yeah, there's a lot. That, <laughs> and any big life thing. <laughs> Being a parent, getting married, <laughs> which we'll talk about next movie. Um, Even like freaking like going to grad school, like. Maybe I wasn't ready for it three years ago, but now I'm ready for it. But please don't give it to me three years ago, you know? Right. Right. All of these things. And, like, like just the the premise of, like, you know what you should do? Host something that you have not done any prep for in, like, a week, essentially. A little over a week. Where you also have to pay for it. But all the prep stuff that was done for it by this other winery, I don't think gets moved to you. And why like, not? Like, I why? don't know. That's why. Why, why couldn't they just move it over there? I don't know. What, like, like in theory, I assume someone has paid for, like, tents. Yeah. That was one of the biggest, like, what a big what the fuck for me because, like, apparently this Lehman Wines is hosting it and like it was going to be a big deal because they finally have their turn. This one sinkhole, which is like the one way to get in and out. But like you said, I assume they have a chef lined up. I assumed that they have uh, uh, tents and lights and seating and whatever. Why couldn't it be like, okay, Lehman has the stuff. Sorrento has the land. It's co-hosted by Lehman and Sorrento. That is one thing that drives me bonkers about this whole like franchise is that it feels like all of California is Baldwin, DeLuca, and Sorrento. And that is it. Like, that's all. <laughs> like, they have to exist in little silos. Like, this is the Truman Show and nothing else exists. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, it's it's very, it's very hard to watch these people make stupid decisions and, like, not – also, because nobody asks for help in a way that makes any sense or is like, cause you would think like, even if for some reason it was like, you know what? You're going to be the host Sorrento. Yeah. Fuck what this other winery. I like the first thing I would have done would be to call the other winery and be like, can we at least mooch your stuff? Yeah. Or like coach it for like, even if we have to pay for it, like at least like we know 
those are not booked anymore. Absolutely. I think that would have been wise. But, you know, drama. One thing about this movie that is a huge what the fuck for me, and I don't know if you had this issue while watching it, um, but I feel like so many different things happen that are, you know, like there's there's the wine pairing, there's the there's the wine's not ready, there's the vines, and I mean I know when we're we're no we're supposed to feel the stress that they're under at the same time, sure, but plans change on a dime, and it and it's sometimes hard to follow why people are still doing things if plans are changing because it's so convoluted. And what I sort of mean by this is they wanted to be in the wine pairing thing, but they didn't want to pay for a chef. Nate is, Nate is being the chef and Lexi is going to be the pastry chef. Then they're now they're hosting it, whatever. And then Lexi rents out this bakery so she can prep the stuff, but then she's still baking, even though they're not doing at one point, they're not doing the pairing anymore. And yet she's still baking, but this was before she had been given the opportunity to bake for the, so I'm like, then why are you still baking? Cause you're the one telling us the information about not doing it anymore. People like are, make plans to do something and then don't do it and then change it. And then this, and I'm, I'm like wild. I'm like, just get to the end. I just want to know what happens. Right. Well, I, I, did have a note to myself that like everybody seems to be making a lot of last minute decisions. Yeah. Like, you know, there's the hosting that is really late. There's like, I, I'm sorry. Uh, my, I did have the thought, well, Nate is spraying the wines, the vines for more yield. Can you do that in like August? Mm. If you are planning to pick them in uh, September? Like, is, does that make any sense? Is that how plants work? I don't think so. It might be. I mean, I don't I don't know. I'm so green at gardening, pun intended. But, but um, you know, like, there was a lot of things where I was like, this feels really late in the game to be doing this. Or like when Frankie keeps changing the temperature of things, I'm like, that, this feels late in the game to be doing such a thing. Okay. So I don't know. So I don't know anything about gardening much. I know as much about gardening as I know about winemaking, which is very little, but some. And one thing that bothered me about this movie is we are one year later. I don't think you can make a fully complex, rich, ready Cabernet in less than a year. I have that note too. I has, Is it any surprise the wine's not ready? It's been less than a year, and wines age one to two years, according to Google. <laughs> well, right, exactly, and I and it means okay. So some some white wines don't need as much time, depending on how you make them. Whatever I, I assume that if you're and especially if you're aging them in oak barrels, they take longer. Fine, I learned some science about how you can speed up that process, but I think that that is stupid to to. To put on Frank, and Frankie's putting this on herself, that the timing of it was her responsibility. It is also an art form, and sometimes things just take time. Well, also, the idea that they did not put in a, con a contingency for not having a wine that first year does not make any sense to me. Because, like, of, isn't the first wine, the wine from the last movie she's been working on for five years? Yes. And it drove me crazy. They are like, so you're expecting to have a wine in one year that is going to rival the one that you did in five. That makes zero sense, Frankie. No. I'm sorry. And also, did she make, did they take all the grapes from last year and make one wine out of it? Like, I don't know. Must have. 
putting all putting all their grapes in one barrel. Right. I mean, like, but like, you wouldn't want to age some at different speeds, different temperatures, and different things. Like, I don't know. I, agree. I had a lot of feelings. <laughs> we have a lot of feelings about this movie that people didn't think as hard on as we did. No, no. I mean, I'm sure they did, and then some things happen in the filmmaking, or it's just confusing, whatever. But. It did – all these things also drove me crazy. Thank you for yeah. validating it, yeah. Hannah. Yeah. I was I was angry a lot of this movie. That's what I felt was, there was just a lot of like, don't do that. <laughs> like, there was one uh, weird, very like apropos of nothing, what the fuck, that I just wanted to point out in this movie. And I wanted to see if it bothered you too. Okay. So when Lexi and Marco first meet – um, like Lexi's staying at the house. Um, also, it's weird that Nate doesn't live at the house. Like they say that, that he doesn't live there, and it's so we have well, no. Well, he moved out in the last movie because God forbid they cohabitate before they get married. Yeah, I know it's just weird. But anyway, so Marco comes over and he meets Lexi, and he runs. He does the whole like running into Lexi um, thing, like you do with romantic tropes. Um, but he's it's on this like i'm gonna go inside the house to wash my hands he runs into lexi she's holding a cake the cake goes up he catches it with his hands his bare hands and he's like oh man put it on the put it on the plate and then she offers him cookies that he takes with his bare hands and so it was the fact that he said i need to go wash my hands and now he's touching all the pastries with his bare hands just made me so uncomfortable <laughs> I don't think I noticed that, but um, I'm, I don't I'm think it would have pre-pandemic. But now that we're yeah, all no, like, no, 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 <laughs> I don't like it. Do not like it. So, there were a couple of things that I was like, "This is such a weird choice." The other, the thing, one thing that bothered me on a very stupid level was when they start bottling in like the the, the wine, like in a frenzy. They write on the bottles with Sharpie, and I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you don't have labels for this yet? Like, How can they even see it? It's a dark bottle and a dark wine. It, it, there's, like, a sticker on it, so they can oh. write on, you know, like, but, like. Maybe that's just in in practice. I don't know. I was, I, I did not like that. Should we head into Hallmark Hallmarks? Why don't we? Let's do it. Uh, my first one is there's a balloon payment due. Oh, yes. We have yet another festival. Uh, there's a you've got something on your face moment. There is. Um, there, I, I have it here. No cohabitation, even though he co-owns the house. <laughs> uh, we take on an overwhelming amount of work last minute slash agreeing to host something last minute. Yes. Uh, making big decisions without your p- partner's knowledge, like hosting and fertilizer. I, I called that hardcore communication issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we have a lot of deception in that the wine isn't ready and I tasted your wine. <laughs> Lexi isn't dating right now. Oh, no, she's not. Also, Marco says the thing that this swagger isn't really me. I'm actually really sensitive and honest. That part drove me bananas. I was like, if the swagger isn't you, then don't do it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, something is magically ready in the nick of time. <laughs> yeah. I have in all caps, nobody listens to anybody ever. 
Uh, they And the whole point is that they need to learn to work together rather than alongside each other. Yes. They both have the exact skills the other needs to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty afraid? Um, so I have an anti and just a something I noticed. Okay. So the something I noticed, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I've decided it is. Uh, Frankie seems to wear blue a lot when she is worried and red when she is not conflicted about something. Huh. Fascinating. Yeah. I was like, huh, this is a, a thing. I like it. And my anti is Lexi wears this yellow baby doll dress and I hate it. <laughs> First of all, the boobs don't look like they fit her. Oh. Which I, I have a big problem with. Like, they, it doesn't look like they hit under her boobs. It looks like they're a little bit on her boobs. I hate that. Me too. Um, and then the dress, it's a baby doll. So, of course, she looks way larger than Tegan Moss is, mm. obviously. And it is so short that, like, there's no way she can m- make any movements without. Flashing the world. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like it. I don't think I clocked that, but um, should I ever watch this movie again, I'll look out for it. Um, I had two pretties. Um, One is just so stupid that Marcus Rosner in that teal shirt, when you first see him covered in car grease, somehow did it for me. And I'm I'm confused by that because that usually is not something I would go for. (laughs) But his muscles looked really nice. All right. I, um, you know what? Sir, you know, car grease. I don't like dirty, but I like car grease I'll, I'll, a fair amount of time. There was just something about him like leaning over like a big old tractor and like those his shirt was like ripping at his mm, whatever. It was it was very nice to look at. He's very attractive. Um, but mostly what I thought was pretty in this movie was almost every single time they dined outside was so beautiful, especially um the the dinner at um at uh, the Deluca house at his mom's house and then the end um, long table dinner was just so visually beautiful and something I want to be eating at so fair yeah across the universe um well we've already talked about the fact that Frankie's dad has been recast and mittens <laughs> and mittens um but uh, I just wanted to point out that the FB uh, or Frankie Baldwin wine from the last movie, the label got a huge upgrade yes. because it now has a font. <laughs> and a picture. <laughs> it looks very elegant. It's not particularly exciting, but it at least has like, it's it's stylized as opposed to like. FB stenciled. I, yeah. Really bad in the last movie and I hated it. But um. The only thing I wanted to connect back to Mittens being recast was it's in a very similar fashion as our goat friend from the All My Heart movies. Uh, Gabby. Probably same situation anyway. Probably. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Though so I don't know how long llamas live. I don't care. Forever. <laughs> uh, did you have any new and noteworthy? Um, I thought the our 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 invitation to see how wine is bottled and tasted and things was kind of kind of cool. I don't know if I've ever really seen 
it mm-hmm. really in a movie before. It was cool to see that process. So I like the bottling though, because um, I felt like that was like, you know, I kind of half expected them to be pouring it into bottles by hand. <laughs> it was nice that they had a device to do it. <laughs> Although it did give me a sense on how like – and I'm just going to get on my little environmental soapbox here. I understand that it doesn't make sense to – because we live in a big world that has a lot of big shipping. But the fact that we don't reuse bottles the way they used to boggles my mind. The fact that we feel the need to melt them down and then make them again and then send them back to the wine, like it doesn't make sense to me, especially after looking how it's done. I don't know. We got to figure out something. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. (laughs) It's depleting our resources. (sighs) Uh, just make everything the world is on fire (laughs) (laughs) it's fine (laughs) we're fine did you have a supporting shout out not really yeah mittens i guess always mittens yeah Yeah. kiss meter (sighs) okay um i i only did the first kiss and the last kiss because we have a lot of kisses in this movie Um, yeah since I, they I are did, a couple I did now. end up doing three. Okay. I did the first kiss, the last kiss, and like there there was one where they had a like – it was right at the beginning too. Um, so. Yeah. Okay. So I guess – so for the first scene, I gave it an eight because it looked rather enjoyable and I liked that they were kind of kissing on the clock. Like it, like they they like pulled her in, and it was kind of a nice kiss. Um, even if he shamed her for it. <laughs> See, I gave that a seven because I I agreed that the the kiss looked kind of nice, but I really I didn't like the we're on the clock line, and that oh. was like fuck you. <laughs> Put a bad taste in my mouth at the very beginning. That's um, fair. So it it got dinged for that for me. Fair enough. Um, I did think the kiss like kind of right after that. Because uh, they have a conversation about like we'll get married one day, like thing. I thought that was like that was cute, and I gave that one an eight. Nice. For the last kiss, I gave it a seven point seven five okay. because it it looked like a good kiss, but you know they were sitting down, um, and the camera moved away really fast. So I don't think I got the full expression of the kiss. So uh, I'm right there with you, though I only gave it a seven. Um, I called it the clearly the most go for it kiss. Yeah. But like not only are they seated, but they're like at the head of a table and it like was I was like this is not the appropriate setting for this. Yeah. Like I was just like no not now guys. This Fair. is for when people leave or like I don't know. It was very display-y in a way that was like we're not kissing for display. And I was like if I as I feel voyeuristic and I don't like it. I feel that. And people are about to eat, so like gross. <laughs> Guys, I'm eating. Stop making out. Mom, dad, ew. <laughs> so Hannah, would you recommend others watch this movie after watching Autumn in the Vineyard? Um, okay. If you're a, you know, purist and you want all of the the whole thing, sure. I think you can skip it. I, I was angry most of this movie. I don't think they learn anything, really, which yeah. we'll get into in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> and 
like I, I don't think it progresses the story at all. I, I think it's like completely unnecessary. I'm right there with you. Um, uh, other than the fact that it's beautiful, because sign me up for a summer in a vineyard, please. Sure. Um, uh, there was way too much back and forth and so much drama. I was anxious this whole time and I hated it. Um, I hated being anxious. I didn't hate the movie. I hated being anxious. Um, but I agree that um, it's like it doesn't progress the story. And I feel like the 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 moral of the story of we are a perfect pair, we're better together is just a little bit too over the head too many times. Agreed. Um, if you have to show me so many times, I don't know if it actually happened <laughs> um, <laughs> is, is where I'm landing with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where we are halfway through our trilogy that we're talking about today. Um, make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, all those places. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. Yes, and you can email us. Um, maybe maybe if you were to design a, a one kiss means forever wine label, what would it look like? Send it to us on Gmail at one kiss means forever at gmail.com. It's all spelled out like it is on our logo. Hey, speaking of which, if you feel like you want to buy us a glass of wine on coffee or something, um, you can click the link uh, on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and a thank you as always to Flint pastors for our intro outro music stuff's on spotify apple music soundcloud all of those places um and uh we will see you next time to wrap up winemaking <laughs> yay another trip to the vineyard <laughs> bye <laughs>